And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Tuesday, August 24th, and I'm on vacation. I hope you are too. Maybe you're just listening to this as you amble around your country road or the beach or the mountains or wherever you are. If you're still out there and working and slugging it out here at the end of August, I'm sorry. Maybe you take a nice break later in the year. Maybe you're saving it all up for the holidays. I saved up a lot of vacation time over the last 16, 17 months. I'm sure you did too. And I'm taking it. And I encourage everyone to take a break if possible. It really is good for you. And it will make you more productive. It really will. And if you'd like to join us on the show, all you need to do is when you write us your question, ask Jill at jillonmoney.com, say, hey, I want to come on the program. That is what Ben did. And today we're going to be talking about passive versus active investing. Well, thank you, Jill. Um it seems that I've gotten myself very confused, uh, and so I'm, I'm, I need you to put your CFP wizard hat on. Okay. Your crystal ball and let me know the answer. Okay. So um, my question is, is sort of an active-passive debate. I prescribe to the, you know, the index fund passive. I like that a lot. However, through um, various podcasts, a uh, few groups, and uh, another certain uh, radio personality, you know, there's there's a strong argument for active funds, um, outperformance, uh, specifically capital group, American funds, um, prime cap. And so, what, you know, what's your take on it? Is Do you prescribe to the efficient market hypothesis? To, is there outperformance? Okay. So, I mean, I generally, if you listen to the show, you'll hear me talk a lot about index funds. And a lot of this has to do with my own experience, which is, by the way, I was a trader. It was like my first job on Wall Street. So I I really was schooled and educated in this concept that you can beat the market. Okay, so that was like my bias coming in. And then when I was a money manager, you know, I I. I had stocks in account, then I had managed funds in the account, and I moved those funds around. And then I really started to get into the index fund universe. The reason I bought into it, I believed that it was 
I was spending too much time thinking about squeaking out a half of a percent a year better than the index rather than the more important prospect of how do I help people save and make more money in their whole financial lives. So that was my bias coming in. All right. That said, the research does show that index funds generally do better for investors over time than managed funds. Can you find certain funds in the American funds universe that have done incredibly well? Absolutely. I used to love the American funds, as a matter of fact. So your question is more about, you know, if somebody came in to me and they said, I already own these American funds, I've paid the freight, I've paid the, the, the commission, I work with someone who, you know, who's commission helps pay for all of my financial planning and and there's a bigger story there, then I'm fine with it. But if you, Ben, are just managing all of your money and you say, should I just have a portfolio of passive index funds? Generally speaking, I'm going to say, yeah, because I think that number one, you're less likely to shoot yourself in the foot. And number two, the money that you spend on that commission will fall to the bottom line. So did I confuse you further? No, you reinforced what I what I thought that I agreed with. Then we win. Um, no, so tell me about your situation exactly. So what's going on for you? So, uh, I mean, I, we're, we're doing well. I, I mean, we're 40, 42, got a couple kids. Uh, we're pretty squared away. We're, we're socking away money in our uh, retirement funds. We just paid off the house yesterday. Uh, 529 accounts are mostly already funded. So that's kind of where we're at now. But so who would have sold? So who would have? Who will sell you those American funds? How would you get access to them? They would be in our retirement accounts, oh, uh, or 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 like an IRA. I have a, a Vanguard IRA, mm-hmm. a Roth IRA, mm-hmm. and so I'm on a Facebook group, and and there's some there's some intelligent people, more intelligent than I am, and they you know advocate for Capital Group, and and they keep talking about their. Um, they have a strong structure to them, and their multi-investor uh, approach, and specifically prime cap. You know, they, they say so. They recommend going through your IRAs into those funds. Yeah, but you know, um, you have to pay a commission to get in, right? I mean, so so there's two pieces of this that are interesting to me. One is that it's funny that there's a Facebook group, which I wonder. I'm just going to say this: Are there any brokers in that Facebook group who are talking about that? That's number one. Number two is, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of navel gazing around, like, oh, it's a well structured this, that, and the other. It is. I'll give you two fund houses, managed fund houses that I like. American Funds is absolutely one of them. Okay, so the Capital Uh Group and the other is called DFA, Dimensional Fund Advisors, DFA. Uh And same thing. These are funds that are purchased through an advisor. But, you know, the difference with DFA is that they are very low cost. They are meant to provide management for people working with an advisor so that the cost of the investment is extraordinarily low and you then pay your advisor an asset under management fee or a flat fee. So if you're managing your own money, at the end of the day, I just wonder, and you sound like you got your act together. I don't know. Like It seems like extra work for not much more return. So 
Yeah, if you if if you said to me, oh, I got I've got capital funds inside of my four hundred one k, should I use it? Yeah, you could use it. Like throw it in there, put some money in there. Why don't you make that your large cap position and see how it does versus the index and hang in there. Okay. But don't go crazy. This you've already done the hard work. You know what the hard work is? Saving. The hard work is right. living within your means. The hard work is not blowing it for yourself. That's really so, what your hard work is. Now, let me give you a little perspective on the funds I offer. So the 401k or 401k is great. We have some super low-cost index funds, and I think we're all indexed there, so like mm-hmm. 0.05%. My, my 403b, the, the American funds are run around 0.95%, almost a full percent, whereas uh, we just got our first index fund, and uh, it's a total market. It's not a Vanguard. It's a TIA crest, but it's like 0.3%. So 0.3 total index versus almost a full percent for the American funds. Is, is it is it worth going with American funds, do you feel? You're not going to go wrong. And if you want to run okay. your little experiment, you can do it in real time. I would just pick the TIAA index fund and not worry about it. Because, okay. again, you're right. There could be years where American funds beats it. There could be years there where the American fund lags it. You know where you're going to make more of your money is really on your top line allocation decision. Okay. How much money going into stocks? How much going into bonds? How much going into cash? You've got TIAA CREF, right? One of the right. big advantages to having TIAA CREF is that you actually have one of the few annuities that works. So you have a fixed account on the TIAA side that kicks the butt of any bond fund that you're ever going to find. So I will tell you right straight up, the best thing you can do in your TIAA CREF account is use the fixed account on the TIAA side as your bond position and don't okay. look back. Don't, okay. lo- don't even worry about it. So if I have this guaranteed 3% fund, would you allocate more and have this account with the guaranteed 3% make that the total fixed? Maybe. Account? Yeah, it and depends what your other choices are. But yeah, probably. I might say that, like, you know, just remember one little caveat here, which is once you put that money on the TIAA side, you can't screw right. with it. You can't okay. move the money back out onto the craft side. You have to do it 10, I think you have to 10-year time horizon. The reason why they pay so much interest is you've got to tie your money up for 10 years. It's one of the few times that you can be a bond investor and capture the upside and be protected against the downside. Okay, and then then we could allocate it out of the bonds from the other account. You got it. And then you can use your other stuff. Can I ask you one more question? Do you have time? Yeah. Okay. So in as far as efficiencies, what about the uh, foreign markets? So Mm. just looking at how funds have performed, seems like the total market foreign index uh, does tend to underperform Mm -hmm. other foreign accounts. Mm. When indexes work best is when you have a very crowded market. So, for example, the U.S. stock market, tons of information, lots of people playing. That's when the index fund world works really well. A managed fund tends to work better in a thinly traded market where information is harder to get. So if you're saying to me, oh, I've got the Euro Pacific fund in in my capital funds accounts in those American funds, I guess if I were going to make a big investment or an investment in those funds, the one area where I think I might actually look at a managed fund would be in an international marketplace and especially in an emerging market. Right. Okay. More so than even. Right. So even more so than 
a developed market. So European markets, pretty developed, right? Japanese right. markets, pretty developed. But now you start going into emerging markets. You know, you get people on the ground really researching companies. That's where you may find some value. I once talked to a guy. This was so bad. It's like really off the cuff. You know, beware if you sit next to me at a cocktail party or a dinner party because I'm going to ask you questions. So this dude worked for a huge company. His job was he looked at every investment that this bank made and determined how it did. So every hedge fund, every venture. And so I said, let me guess, the index funds always do better. He says 95% of the time, index funds do better. 5% of the time, usually in emerging markets, that's when a managed fund will do better. All right? That sounds great. If you have a question about investing, but maybe it's something else, maybe it's a question about retirement, maybe it's one of those great questions about converting a traditional IRA into a Roth IRA, maybe it's a social security question, I don't know, whatever's on your mind, send us your question. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. If you're on the website, just hit the contact button. It's so easy to do. And uh, all we ask of you is to just try to do something good for someone else today. Maybe lift somebody up. Sometimes it's just the very small gesture. Somebody was so grateful to me yesterday because I held the door open. It didn't seem like a big deal to me, but it was just a little gesture. Those gestures, they mean something. So do something nice for someone else today. Hold the door, smile, whatever it is. Grit, growth, grace. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 